Okay. Well, welcome everybody to the Nobody's Podcast, a podcast where artists and creatives come together and talk about their experiences and their work. Uh, today we have the last three members of our Future First group. So I'll be starting introducing us. Hello, everyone. My name is John. Oh, hi. Uh, my name is Mario. Uh, my name is Brandon. And I am your host, Dre. With the most. <laughs> uh, so uh, we would like to just talk about production work um, in the film industry because a lot of these people, they um, or the three of them, they usually work uh, behind the scenes during uh, during actual production. <laughs> yeah, really never, really never in front of the camera. I'm more of behind the camera. That's we're the behind the scenes crew. We're, if you will. we're the behind the scenes. We yeah. do all the workload, but you guys I hate never being it. in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, everybody, every, yeah. all of you guys are like very iffy. I mean, yeah, just down, a little I could shy. Tell. I can tell from the tension. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like all <laughs> look, look at us. And everyone's all like, with our legs up. Totally with our fingers. <laughs> Sweaty palms and everything. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> 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 Sweaty palms. Oh man. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't we, you know we don't usually stay in front of the camera, but you know, uh we love what we do. Um John over here, he's our great, great sound guy for all of these podcasts. I mean, shout out to John, honestly. Oh, you know, I've you. been I've been listening, I've been tuning in, and the audio is crisp. Crisp. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, John, for how long have you been doing, like, audio stuff? Mm, I think I first started getting into it, like, <clears throat> in the middle of high school. I mean, growing up, I've always played music. Um, and I think what sparked my interest is when my band, we first got into an actual recording studio. And just watching someone behind a board and just twist a couple knobs, turn up the fader, and just make something sound that beautiful sparked my interest. And I think from there, like, I was starting to mess around with, like, smaller softwares on, uh, you know, like, on online. And then... I think it was like right at the end of high school. That's when I started buying my equipment because I used to DJ back then. And then I sold my DJ equipment. And that's when I started buying audio gear and microphones. And then I had a couple of friends who, you know, they were curious about, you know, wanting to rap or do something. So I was like, hey, I'll make a beat. I bought a microphone. Let's just start messing around. And then that's what kind of paved my way into, you know, I started going to college and started learning more into it. And that's what really expanded my knowledge into it. And then. I don't know, ever since then, I've been doing a lot of freelance stuff here and there just to gain experience while I was in school. Um, and yeah, so it's probably been like over 10 years of like audio experience, I guess you could say. Man, 10 years in the industry Shoot. here. Uh, ooh, we, we're talking to a veteran, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. I, I, I mean, I just, I just, I enjoy what I do and I'm humble that I get no. to do what I love to do, you know, no, whatever yeah, opportunity I like that. Uh, I mean, same thing goes for me. You know, I, I think all of us really is just that we're we're in a position where we can actually do what we'd love to do, and that's I I really love that part. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, it, we go through the hardships of like you know putting in all the effort and all the work, but at the end of the day, you know, we're just like, man, I love this. It's you rewarding. Know? It's a rewarding yeah. feeling. Yeah. It's so almost fulfilling, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want I want to hear more from Mario too. Yeah, What's Mario. Mario's back end? Well. I, I'm more into the production side of it. Uh, as much as I would like to do some other aspects of film, I like just like the production end of it. I like seeing, I like collaborating, working with people for sure, being like all together and stuff, working together to make something towards a goal. Um, but besides that, like, I, I'm starting to start writing more. Um, I'll write like a little few things here and there just to kind of get like my ideas out of my head. 
Because, like, I do plan one day to make, like, a full feature film. And, you know, I'm just... I feel myself, like, I'm just, like, sometimes it's so real when, I, like, I work on, like, a set or something like that. Just for the fact that a couple of years ago, I was just dreaming about working with other people. Right. And now that I'm actually doing it, like, I'm still in the very beginning stages of it. Mm -hmm. But as I'm doing, like, a little bit more and more and more, it's like, this is what I want. This yeah. is great. You know? Now, if only I cannot be in front of the camera, I'll be even better. <laughs> <laughs> the entire yeah. time, Mario's just going to be like this. Yeah, I'm just going to be like, like oh. hey, don't look at me. Weird. <laughs> Mom, I'm scared. <laughs> I want to go home. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, me and Mario go a little bit back because, I mean, I first met Mario when we were working, uh, at least it was at my first job at Sam's Club. And then he knew that I was starting to get into audio and he was doing film and I've always had the the interest of film, but like I just not I didn't get further into it as much as I followed the passion with audio. And then even from that, we've worked on a couple of small projects here and there, like yeah. you know, as we're going through school and just learning stuff. And while we're working on projects, I'm learning a few things from him and hopefully he's learning a few things from me. Yes, definitely. <laughs> audio, yeah. knobs, fader. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's it's so crazy because like as much like I'm not I'm not saying I do not have an interest in audio. If anything, I'm just scared of it. Cause there's mm. so much to it. Like mm. some of the stuff that like John plays close attention to for me, it would just go over my head. And like, I've taken an audio course before in college and like, we had to like make like this whole like recording track through analog. Mm. And yeah, yeah, yeah you, you took that class too. Yeah. Right. So, um, I just remember like I was freaking out cause I was like, all right, this is the drums. This is the equalizer. Does it sound good? Yeah. Sounds like shit. Okay, let's do this again. <laughs> it's very technical. It's you very know? technical. Yeah. But see, it's so funny because it's it's complete vice versa for me. Like, yeah, for me, like audio, like I mean, it it eventually started making sense to me. But mm -hmm. like how you guys describe like film and lighting and stuff, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, okay, work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. trying to take like mental notes. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> in order to use lights, you know? <clears throat> turn yeah, it, was... it on. <laughs> no, and yeah. so, yeah, it was very intimidating to me. And just like, you know, you had an audio class. I had to do a couple film classes. Yeah. Where we did one, it was like audio mm -hmm. for, for video. And I thought it was going to be more of a post-production thing. Because that's more of my stronger element is doing a lot of post-production work. Yeah. But no, it was one of those like, all right, you got to rent a camera. You got to write a synopsis and write a script and like tell a story, record it, get people to do it. While during a crash course, this is like six to eight weeks to get like Ooh. a five minute decent production done. Yeah. And this has come from someone I'm like, okay, I don't really know how to work a camera. I don't know the certain angles and stuff. So I'm just going to kind of mm -hmm. wing it. And I hope I still have that somewhere on my hard drive because I would love to show you guys how horrible <laughs> it was. Just so you can see all the errors and be just like trying to get by. But the audio, I think, sounded good because that's where I spent most of my time in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like the same thing. I got pushed in this class where it's like we're trying to learn stuff and I'm just like, this is too technical for me to like take in, yeah. let alone I'm trying to focus on like the, the audio side of it. Mm -hmm. So it's just funny like how you guys say like, you know, like with audio to you guys, it's like how it is for me with, with film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would, I would argue that audio is more important than, I, I mean, I'm a cinematographer and I still believe that audio is more important than <laughs> visuals just because uh, I've seen some really nice visuals, but the, the audio was pretty, um, wasn't that great, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and it, it was just hard to like 
uh, tune in. You know, yeah. there's Whereas, always that uh, that phrase they say like the less you notice the audio, the better job you did, mm-hmm. and that works so much that like as long as like the audience is watching something and they're in that environment of the yeah. film, because sometimes like imagine like watching Transformers and like the sound did not sound good, mm-hmm. seeing all the crazy visual effects that, and as soon as you hear something that doesn't make sense, it's gonna take you out of that trance. So you've noticed mm-hmm. there's something with the audio. No, yeah. So the more you just kind of go with it and like stay in that trance, that's where it's like you know. The less you notice it, the better job you did. No, yeah. yeah. The audios, audios are decent. I just lose myself in the movie because there, I don't yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. The movies lose me, not yeah. the audio. But yeah, I, I really enjoy I remember taking that same class with Mario. Uh, what, it was not with you though, right? No. No, I, it was not. I think I was one of the last people to take that class because after I was done with that course, mm-hmm. they just took it off of the program. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I… I find it really lucky that we actually uh, did that class because I think that was the last few classes that actually showed us how to do uh, proper mixing all analog. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's actually um, pretty crazy to get into. Like not even starting with digital stuff because analog is a little bit more complex. You're yeah, kind of working was, more with like was, electrical current rather than like doing something digitally done. Yeah, and so yeah. we actually had to go through the parameters and plug yeah. everything in, you know, to oh actually God, get yes. the sound. You remember that, right? Yeah, it's all coming back to me again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Flashbacks. Right? I had to take a photo every day I was, at, I was there. <laughs> Just so I don't forget it by the time I get back. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think by like, like, I forgot how many weeks I was working on it. Like towards the end of like the, the whatever the course. Like I already have it memorized. So I was just like grab them here, here, here. And it's good to go. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have to mess around with the, something called a patch bay? Yes. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. what we would patch in. <laughs> okay. Then I yeah, know exactly what you guys are talking about. Every, I was uh, the same way when I started like, when I was like learning analog stuff. And it starts off easy because it's like simple. Just like follow the signal flow. But you're using too many mm-hmm. of those TT cables. Mm-hmm. And like the more you start plugging stuff, the more it's very easy to uh, to lose track of what, you know, where everything's going. Mm-hmm. But it gets pretty crazy. It's intimidating. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like, sorry. I don't know what's going on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm a watcher. Like, what's going on? Here? I'm sorry. Are we it's that okay. boring? Okay. No, because you guys are talking about a bunch of technical <clears throat> stuff. But like, I mean, you guys know very like at least the basics. I know nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh uh, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, a, a lot of it is very technical. Yeah. Like, like when we like how uh, John said like. Um, our passions in terms of our specific like skill sets yeah like that's what clicks for us right yeah, and that's that's definitely. like almost a natural flow of like our our life you know mm-hmm. it's just like oh i obviously have to patch it in like this you know would you would you yeah. say it's almost like a state of nirvana where you're just like yeah just going with it, it? Yeah. it just go like when you like drive uh-huh. but then you don't realize you're driving yeah, yeah it's you know like, like that it, it's just that state and you know at least for us you know that's i find myself at most I wouldn't say peace because it is still pretty. <laughs> it's still pretty hectic mm-hmm. most of the time. But it, dude, protect yourself. A, there's no peace there. there is no peace. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's just one of those things that because you're so invested into it and you want to make sure you do a good job on yeah. it, that yeah. you go further and beyond. Like as opposed to like if I was working for like a nine to five job that I did not like at all, it would be very hard for me to try to have that drive to do more than what I'm supposed to. But when I'm mm-hmm. doing something that I love, like it just it naturally comes with it. I'll go above and beyond with it because I enjoy what I do. Tell yeah. me about yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Like you'll have that those moments of um like i don't want to do this but then at the same time you're like i want to give my full 100 Mm -hmm. whereas like how you're saying a nine to five job like you're just at least for me i'm like i want to go home i don't want to be here like but that's definitely like the whole mindset Mm -hmm. of doing a nine to five whereas with you know 
doing this something yeah. that yeah. we love and, yeah, don't get me wrong like it's still like it could be very draining like after you're done just like oh i'm so exhausted yeah. but like after you kind of get past that state you just kind of know like okay you did something that you're actually proud of and i think yeah. that's what's the most important part in the yeah, end definitely. it can be a little frustrating at first like trying to get through a lot of trial and error with it but in the end like you just know that you did you give you gave it your best and you do yeah, what you exactly. do exactly then that's the rewarding part about it oh, i love that part <laughs> <laughs> oh man i mean I uh, I just clocked out of a 10-hour shift, and I'll tell you right now, uh, those 10 hours felt like years, whereas here, you know, I'm already like, it's already been an hour, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy? Because, like, when you're in your 9 to 5 and you're working, like, those, like, 10-hour shifts or whatever, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's hell. It's yeah. pretty much hell. <laughs> but I've done, like, the same, if not even more hours of, like, on a production set or whatever, and for me, like, I don't feel time. Like, I'm just there like doing what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. I'm actually having fun yeah. in the process, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think the like <clears throat> I've like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this on air or whatever, but I used to I I used to work as a stagehand, which like built stages for like stadiums and like for different types of shows. Mm -hmm. And like one of the shows I was lucky enough to work on was for like Monday WWE Monday Night Raw. And I was only there, I was only supposed to be there in the morning to help set up the stage and then come back at night to take it off. But as I was there, they were like, oh, yeah, we need some more stagehands during the show. Like, you want to stay? And I was like, hell, yeah, I want to stay. <laughs> a free show. Yeah. Free show. <laughs> yeah. It was a free show. I got to see everything that's going on behind the scenes. Except for, like, certain parts. Like, I think the gorilla room was to have, like, you know, the big people making sure what's going on with the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But besides that, like, it was so much fun. I saw, like, all these wrestlers. Um, I was, like, geeking out a little bit because I was like, oh, my God, that's very Mysterio. But yeah, it was it was 16 hours. Yeah. Mm. I was there during the show and I still had to take it down 16 hours. And it was the best time of my life. Right. I had yeah. so much fun working that. <laughs> yeah. It just it, it almost feels like there's not enough time to yeah. be honest, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? It's just like, man, I just wish I had more time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like Which is um, crazy. during like the production sets that at least I've been on, um, like during the time there, I don't feel tired at all. But the moment like you reach a room where you're like, okay, now I'm done working, you're just exhausted. Mm -hmm. But then you're ready to go the next day, mm -hmm. which is like something that I, I totally love. Like coming here, I was like, oh, I'm so tired because I've been working <laughs> no, all yeah. week. But like now I'm here, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's get it done. Let's run it. <laughs> let's get her done. And I'm super happy because you actually did. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> Sorry, back to Mario. Uh, oh. I'm super happy because you actually told me that was a bucket list. Type oh, of yeah, exam. dude. I remember. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had the dream of working. Okay. Well, to be exact, my dream was to become a wrestler when I was a little kid. So <laughs> that was my dream growing up. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Hell yeah. But then, like, just being there was already good enough for me, mm -hmm. honestly. Were you the kid in the mirror with the little, like, belt? <laughs> like, act like you're doing, like, your little role? Yeah, the Lucha playing. Lode mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, don't expose me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I had a friend who had like a championship belt. Because like, <laughs> I had one of those and yeah. I was held it up. Yeah, I would literally. So we used to do like backyard wrestling. I'm going way off topic. We used to do backyard <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> and like we would fight for the titles. Yeah. So like when I, it would be all like, it would be in the grass and this, whoever wanted to get the title would be like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm the champion. And then next week, defend the title again. Like we we, we were. You guys were ongoing. We were ongoing. Yeah. Like, we a had storylines. <laughs> we, we had our gimmicks. You know, it was it was fun. It was Question. fun. What was your name? Ooh, uh, it was just me. Oh, yeah, Mario Lopez. It was Mario just me. Lopez. I didn't think about it that hard. I was, it was just me. I want to be strong as uh, Batista, who was my favorite wrestler at the time. Uh -huh. 
And then, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. And I would try to dominate every single match until my friends would be like, yo, man, you got to lose sometimes. You know? uh. <laughs> Let me find out he's still defending his title. I'm still defending my title. <laughs> so the question is, why did you stop doing that? We can now actually do a production and film it now. Uh, because... I'm almost 28 years old. Aww. I don't want to break my back trying to do, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Trying to do like a moonsault or something. <laughs> <clears throat> Besides, you know, we had the we don't even have a ring, man. We had a ring, we maybe. Can we can make one right now. <laughs> we can make one right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for the nobodies. <laughs> Pay per <Okay>. view. <laughs> Watch next time. I'll come with a luchador mask. <laughs> <laughs> so can funny. we can we set up a breakaway table that and then Marlon really comes funny. in and just ah. Dude, I've been saying this like from the get go I'm like if only we had the production to do like an Eric Andre intro like how he just destroys the Yo. furniture oh, every yeah. episode yeah. and at the very end of it everyone brings back the old like new furniture <laughs> if only we had the budget I'm not gonna lie I'm very tempted to like fall through a table I You're don't know like, why looking at me in that table <laughs> and I'm like is this okay can I do it <laughs> <laughs> don't give him ideas no like like some of the folding tables that we have I'm like I just look at them and I think to myself like I can go through that <laughs> like it, it, it probably won't hurt that bad <laughs> you know what we need we need a picture of the set and then have it on a sheet of paper and so that way he just runs through that one I would love <laughs> yeah you guys worked on it honestly this. if I try to go through this one <laughs> if I try to go through this one dude I'll just end up in a hospital because that's yeah. like, that's thick yeah. <laughs> with two c's that's thick in russia table breaks you yeah <laughs> and that's like fine maple man yeah i want to move on to you brandon oh me yeah oh no yes yes <laughs> i mean what is there to know well i mean you said you're a cinematographer I mean, so I dabble. Like, yes. You dabble. <laughs> dabble. Yeah, you dabble like in a dabble. lot of things. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. Um, you've um, brought up to me a few times that, like, I don't know if I should be saying this. You, you like being a one man band, which is, I think, at the like at the start of it, a lot of us were like that. We like mm -hmm. to do everything ourselves, but then again, like mm -hmm. we realize the moment we start getting into like actual sets, we realize that like this is a team thing. Mm -hmm. So like. I want you to go off about what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I did start off as a one-man band. Um, I started off in high school, you know, picking it up, you know, doing uh, school projects for, I think it was English or science or something like that, right? They <laughs> wanted us to do videos, right? And me, you know, wanting to actually think of like, I, I, I always thought of doing montages, you know? <laughs> so I picked up my phone and I started recording. And uh, from there, I just kind of just really fell in love with that craft, right? And, um, but here's the problem. It was a group project. And I was the only one who was like, you know, trying to like set it all up because I was trying to <clears throat> uh, bootleg Sony Vegas, and, you know, <laughs> and you know, I was grabbing all these programs and learning how to do all the little functions of like cutting the videos and things like that. And then from there, I was like, all right, I really love doing this. So I just started going at it. I made videos every day in high school. Um, 
I brought my camera to school. Yes, I was the kid that brought a camera <laughs> with the big old mic on the top. Oh, wow. Like your, your typical 2014 vlog style with the gorilla <laughs> pod. I used to have like the one that's like, you know, a video camera that has a little opening flap on the side. Mm -hmm. mm. I used to have that one. Oh, the, the like a yeah, 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 camcorder. Yeah, yeah. The camcorder. Okay. The camcorder, yeah. We have a camcorder. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, we got it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I used to do videos every day. And I uh, I did like a little vlog style. I took after, I don't know if you guys know Casey Neistat. Um, I took after kind of like his style of like vlogging at the time. And I did that at school. I neglected all my homework. I went I went straight home and started editing and posting the same day of oh, like the shoot. whole day. Yeah. And I did that for uh, a couple months in school, uh, senior year. And then, you know, uh, eventually from there, I, I just really just love going at it, running and gunning. So, you know, um, I have my camera now. I had my mic and I was just like, all right, let's go. And from there, I just pushed myself forward and forward to just try to get like honing in that craft you mm -hmm. know like honing in my skills and you know understanding why i'm moving the camera why you know a camera stationary things like that and it, it really gets me going because i really just love you know the end result of like man i really did that <laughs> you know um you know my little my little uh high school self would be proud right now <laughs> in terms of all that do you but, have any uh i'm sorry do you have any uh current projects that you're working on right now or anything current that you're projects? allowed to talk about like anything that you're currently working on uh let me see. What is the next project? Can I talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, the next project I think really coming up would be the. Um, oh, why did I forget it? The core. The core. Yeah, the core. I was hmm. going to say Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the core. You know, like the, the core. <laughs> and uh, that one actually takes a lot of um, skills that we just recently kind of just went through. Uh, we did a, a test shoot of like trying to remake a euphoria look, right? Mm. So uh, we will be trying to do a similar emulation of that in the next coming weeks when we actually go into production, uh, which I find super exciting because, you know, it's like a lot of moving parts and a lot of things that just go into it. But, you know, um, you know, um, f coming from that high school background where I did do that one man band stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um you know, now finally having a whole team together, having my great AC over there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Second AC over there. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but I do have a lot of people helping me out now and, you know, to bring those visions to life. Mm. So I, I, I really love that, you know, um, that now that we have this whole team together, you know, I can really just focus in on just what I really love to do. And, you know, over the time, you know, I, I wanted to become a full editor. I wanted to become a sound guy. I actually did love sound. Um, but uh, I realized maybe that's a little too much for me. So, <laughs> you know. Well, um, you mentioned editing. Well, I want to point out more <coughs> of your color grading, dude. Because mm -hmm. that yeah. is like. That's great. Oh, man. That's top tier. <laughs> I do love color grading. Uh, color grading just is. I, I love working with color. Just to begin with, right? I just yes. thought about. I just thought about something. <clears throat> I know uh, we were talking. You did a color grading for was it competition or something? Yeah. yeah how was. how did you do? Did you hear anything back on that one? Um, I did actually get a email and everything uh, from the actual company that ran that, and uh, they did actually send over some stuff. Uh, cool. So they were just like, "Yeah, we really love the work that you do." You know, 
mm-hmm. uh, keep on it. it. They already had a colorist, so you know, I was you know, not <laughs> I was not in for that job yet. But you know, that was actually more early on in terms of like colorist work mm-hmm. um, that I did, and you know, just pushing colors that I didn't think I could. You know, uh, making the most out of these cameras and whatever equipment we have. Honestly, you know, uh, that's what I find the fun part is is that like. I know now that I don't really need the best of the best. You know, I don't need to film on a red camera. Uh, I could literally film on that handy cam, right? Mm-hmm. And I would like just make it where I would try my absolute best to just polish it up and like get the feel, get the vibe, you know? Yeah. Because that's really what uh, a lot of the film is about is that you feel it. You know, yeah. you, you feel that you're in that environment. You feel that you're connecting with these characters, right? And um, just like sound, like, um, the less you know that you know that um, you're working on it, like the less that they can uh, think about the sound, mm-hmm. the better you're doing your job, right? Yeah, <laughs> you just know? like you know, like when they're watching a scene, like you know, you're expected to hear these these sounds that you <coughs> you know you see coming along. Um, you have something on your shirt. Oh, you have I was a like, fly, oh, dude. You have a <laughs> fly. I was like, I was like, are you trying to cut me off? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. I'm like, oh. I'm like, he's just chilling there. Yeah. <laughs> Get a zoom in on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like what you're saying, like, you know, like when you go into a movie theater, like obviously if you're watching a certain scene, like, you know, you're expecting those certain sounds uh, mm-hmm. to happen. But yeah. it's very natural. Kind of like how you're describing, like, you know, like when you drive and you're just so in like, in the zone mm-hmm. that you don't really realize that like, you're driving, but it's like an instinct. Yeah. It's like the same thing when you're going to a film. It's an instinct that you know like something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But then you know when you expect like you know like a monster to come out and the sound is not right, you're just gonna kind of be like, whoa, okay, that kind of put me out of that trance. And then like the more they keep noticing that, the more they're gonna be like, okay, I don't like the film now because of this situation, or just right, right. get them out of that that element. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember talking to a uh, VFX artist, right? And uh, actually a couple of VFX artists and they all kind of say the same thing where it's like the less you notice my work, the better of a job I did, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because like once you notice that like, oh, that's CG or, you know, oh, yeah. that, that was like, you know, fluffed up or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit. It kind of takes you out. So but, you know, the, the more we hone into that craft, the more we can iron out those kinks and everything. And it, it's, it's great when it comes to that final product of like sound, visual, set deck. Uh, you know, just everybody coming together, really. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to our all our crew here. Just saying. Shout out to the behind the scenes. Shout out to everyone. They're usually not the crew, but <laughs> we're we're the ones supposed to be running the show. But now we shout out to something. the behind the scenes. Oh wait, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> we're the people in the back there, just stressing, sweating to make sure everything looks good. <laughs> While everyone looks good up here, we're the ones like sweating. Like we're God. actually just oh. analyzing everything right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that light should have been moved over there. <laughs> Or this audio should have been closer. <laughs> Something like that, you know? Yeah. So, and then, yeah. I mean, back to my colorist stuff. I, I really love doing it. I love working with color. Uh, mood is everything, honestly. Um, and, you know, just constantly working on it. Uh, making those, like, really intensive looks, like Breaking Bad. Or, like, the Euphoria one. Mm. Or, you know, something that's just like, yo, that's that world. That's that world. So, I love bringing people into that world. See, like, I have, like, little knowledge when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I make sense of it. But, mm-hmm. like, I do notice when the color does make a scene better. Like, if I'm watching something that's very, like, dark and, like, kind of, like, an eerie mm-hmm. type of genre, I always see, like, they tend to be, like, more like a dark or, like, a blue color, mm-hmm. if, if you will. Yeah. Um, like, you know, before, like, probably if I wasn't paying attention, I probably wouldn't have noticed those type of things. But then the further I get to work with people that do film, the more I start noticing that. I'm like, oh, that does make something better. Mm-hmm. Or when you see something in pre-production and all the color is just, like... 
you know, kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then when you see the final mix, you realize that that just that color change made the scene even better. No, yeah, you there's know? a whole methodology just behind color. You know, yeah. restaurants use it. Uh, people who do a lot of um, artistic work use color. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you know the the whole <laughs> use of those colors. <laughs> Literally today, we we're trying to see if we could put gels on the lights <laughs> just to like customize <laughs> color, color, color. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we were trying to put gels on here, you know, just to change up the color, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, add a little flair. You know, even that just looks cool. Sometimes adding just a little color looks cool. Yeah, and I'm like right behind you guys when you guys are like just in the lights. Like, oh, you got to do like a, I don't know exactly what you guys were saying, but I'm just like in the background just trying to take notes. I'm like, I don't know what he's saying, but I could see the difference and it looks yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Funny enough, we weren't knowing what we were doing either. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I love doing it. Uh, eventually, I want to get myself a a full... Uh, set up where you know I can actually like um, make sure that everything that I do is fully done through you know because there are like standards in color you know I'm only limited to whatever my hardware is you know because mm-hmm. uh, you know I have to see it through a screen so you know and every screen is different iPhone you know wherever oh, yes. they view it uh, I so I do actually check and this goes for my my photography work too I do actually uh, export everything check on my phone check on a laptop check mm-hmm. on the TV and check on my monitor uh, to make sure everything <laughs> looks on the up and up right contrast uh, saturation vibrancy you know all that stuff funny it, enough that you say that because I mean in the audio world I kind of have to do the same thing too and especially for a lot of mastering engineers mm-hmm. when they're finalizing their their final down mix a lot of it you got to do you know there's common like the the car stereo test yeah you listen on your uh, <laughs> on your iPhone or on something that's like a weaker speaker because obviously mm-hmm. like in my studio I have like my studio monitors and I'm used to how the environment in my room sounds mm-hmm. so I know how to make it sound good in there but then it's also another issue you got to make sure it sounds good everywhere else right um and yeah, I kind of do like that same thing where you have to kind of keep testing out to see if it sounds good here. Like it sounds mm-hmm. good in my studio, but then there's too much bass yeah. uh, when I'm listening to my car or there's not enough something when I'm listening, you know, like on my uh, little phone speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just funny enough that, you know, you got to put that into consideration to make sure that it's good on all different platforms for the uh, yeah. audience to watch. No. Yeah, like I've had I've had experience with that, like uh, Spotify, how they have like the equalizer setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like definitely I would like on my phone, like it would sound different, but then like, like, um, in one of one car it would sound completely different and i mm-hmm. change it up and then they would i would go in a different car and then it would sound completely different i'm like this is yeah. not and I would spotify have does something weird with audio too like they normalize it to what is negative 14 lufs in audio terms mm-hmm. um yeah but mm-hmm. it did, like you know like in a lot of platforms <laughs> like that it, it tends to not so much downgrade but it makes things sound different and sometimes you'll hear it in, in your car and then you hear that same thing in somewhere else and sometimes it kind of makes it sound a little different yeah. um i don't know so much behind all of it i just know that that's how they kind of do like they're normalizing mm-hmm. when you like put your music on spotify they already have like a thing that normalizes the audio to set to their standards mm-hmm. and sometimes it, you know it kind of sucks and sometimes it kind of downgrades or sometimes it makes your noise or your sound a little bit better in yeah certain yeah, ways. yeah. Uh, i was gonna ask do you do the same thing where uh sometimes you take uh like you wait until the next day so you get a fresh pair of like oh, all the ears time. to like look at it again. All the time. And Especially then if I'm like working constantly and listening to stuff, um, I always get to that point that my ears get fatigued where I think yeah. at the end of the day, I think it sounds good and I'm all happy about it and I wake up the next day to listen to it and everything just sounds really bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I always make sure I do like a double quality check mm-hmm. you know especially before i export to make sure everything sounds good but i also have the issue and this is more like my personal problem like i over criticize a lot of my work too much yeah. so even if i get uh. it to the point that i think <laughs> it sounds good 
And then, you know, like I'll, I'll listen to it hours later the next day. I'm like, oh, it's not good enough. So what I usually do is I'll make like, I'll, I'll do like a safe as. So I have that version mm -hmm. and then I'll, you know, go to like other different versions. And then the worst part is when you come to realize that your second mix was better than your 130th mix. Mm. <laughs> you that, know? Part, yeah. that part. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, part. You mentioned that like, I'll be like, oh yeah, I do whatever I do. Next final day I see it again. I'm like, oh boy, that's dog shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, I've, I've done it so many times where like there'll be certain scripts I'll be writing and I'll be like, yeah, I like how this is going. I read it again and I'll be like, why did I put that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah. there's a whole lot of forks in the roads uh, that mm -hmm. i've learned especially you know because if you're doing something that is it's crafty and it's your art like you know mm -hmm. i feel like that's kind of normal that you you try to i think you tend to over criticize a little bit it's like a natural type thing mm -hmm. but yeah it just it sucks when there's so many forks in the roads only to find out that like your first or second thing was better than everything else because mm -hmm. that happens to me a lot where I'll, I'll get in like my natural zone but then if i start going too far off and not realizing it then that's what happens that's why i have so many different takes because i started falling off and not focusing on like the real important thing mm -hmm. like um i play guitar for example so if i'm recording or mixing music I can't, I, I'm getting better at this, but I can't help. I have the natural thing that I want to keep the guitars more important out of all the other instruments. And I think mm. it's just because me being like that type of uh, guitarist. Mm -hmm. So it's like trying to get away from those, that mentality and just get to the real bigger picture. You want to make sure everything sounds good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get a lot of those issues all the time. But. Yeah. There, there is such thing as like a little bit of like a, uh, I, I don't know how to, actually say it but it's like a blindness to it you know like when it's like you, a favoritism to something yeah. that, you know, that you like, like yeah you just like once you're just so used to it you don't really see it mm -hmm. like when you walk into a subway and you smell it right but after five minutes into making your subway you don't smell the subway smell mm -hmm. like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get i me? never really thought of subway that way yeah subway came, came to mind maybe mm -hmm. i'm just hungry guys. yeah <laughs> no, yeah sort of like a sensory overload i would say mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, um it's yeah it's like i said it's like a strength and a weakness at the same time because in the end i keep pushing to make sure i push something out that i that i truly like just you know the bad part is you know i i can you know i get really hard on myself in some situations especially when i'm like i'm trying to to execute what i want and it's not coming out how i want and it gets pretty frustrating you just got to keep going at it keep going mm -hmm. at it and take a break go at it so that's why it mm -hmm. kind of goes back to the whole like, yeah, my ears get really fatigued if I'm yeah. focused on something yeah. and expecting that that's going to be the final mix. I always do like a quality check after another quality check, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, um, just to make sure everything comes out how I want it to be. Yeah, exactly. I definitely get that too when like I'm drawing and I like I will draw for like five hours mm -hmm. and I'll have to like sit down like after those five hours <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm completely done. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think we'll kind of wrap up this episode um, and I really like that we have like three different views of like the actual production mm -hmm. uh, setup because like um, many of us like we know what each other does, but we don't know like the technical aspects of it. But like when everything comes together, it's just like making magic sort of kind of thing. Yeah. And, that's and everyone really behind the scenes and this whole production, again, shout out to the behind the scenes crew. <laughs> shout, shout out to the behind the scenes. scenes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, <laughs> and yeah you have a bunch of people here that all do to all different things and like you yeah. said all just connects yeah, yeah. together and makes Everything. you know it makes it's fun working on this production with everyone mm -hmm. yeah exactly I mean we love having you here <laughs> thank you for having me yes and we love having you two here as well oh okay thank I thought we were included but alright <laughs> stop <It> just, stop <laughs> we need you guys come cheer up <laughs> alright so yeah I think that will conclude this 
right. this episode. Let's play the jazz man. Jazz, jazz man out. Jazz man, do your jazz thing. Jazz it out. <laughs> I feel like just like right here. Thank you for joining everybody's podcast. This is John Ontivero signing out. Okay. Bye, everybody. The Nobody's Podcast is filmed at the Garcia Center for the Arts in San Bernardino, California. We'd like to thank all the Inland Empire artists who have donated their art to be a part of this set. Also, special thanks to Apex Light and Grip. Thank you very much. <laughs>